podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for your Sunday night. I'm Gav, and with me, as always, is Shawnee, Keith, and Grace. Manchester City won, Liverpool won from the Etihad Stadium earlier on today in the Premier League. Uh, we're all real, real um, optimistic going into this one. And we, as, we, as we find out going out throughout the show, I think a lot of people are happy with it. And, you know, it's grand, it's fine um, where we stand in the table after eight games and an international break coming up, considering the fixtures we've had. Um, we're, we're quite comfortable with We're quite comfortable with Sean, he's pissed off already. He's had enough of us. <laughs> um, but I'm sure he'll be back in a second. Uh, but, lads, I'm going to start off with the lineups as we always do. And, you know, there was a lot of debate, even on the Friday forecast. But, um, we had, me and Grizz were discussing what way we might go. In fairness to Grizz, he turned around and he said, Gav, if it was me, I would go with Wijnaldum, Hendo, and I'd put them four up, up top. And that's what he done. And Grizz, the, the discussion carried on into a WhatsApp group with us three and Shawnee. And we we're kind of debating if he does do that, what way do City go? What way do, do they react? Are they waiting for this 4 2 3 1? Or did he expect 4 3 3? You called the balls out. Um, it was balls out, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, <laughs> the sad part is the viewers and listeners, if they had access to our WhatsApp chat, I mean, that was a proper football chat. Do you know, yeah. it's, no, honestly, we, we actually um, analysed the game before it happened and we said, this is what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Um, we said during the week, we done a couple of shows, didn't we, Gav, during the weekend where mm. we discussed and we said, look, we've got to utilise the attacking impetus we've seemed to have um, created in the last week or two. And we have to have to carry on going that forward. We also touched upon sort of the surprise element that it would bring to the game and to Pep's um, approach. And for that first, what would you say, lads? First 30 minutes, I thought I thought they they were trapped. Like you've never seen Man City trapped before. I don't know what the stats were in terms of possession and completed passes, but that must be one of the all-time lowest for Man City. And that's all credit to the formation, Jurgen Klopp and his players. Um, we should have been more than a goal clear. That's my only um, sad thing about the game and the end result. The football we played, the, the chances that we created to create a chance, if you know what I mean. Our final pass was so piss. Conditions didn't help. Of course, they're the same for both teams. And that's maybe why the final pass on both teams was poor. We, But the build-up play, the control, the poise, 
the way Bobby and Salah were cutting off passing lanes. We weren't pressing their centre-backs like we normally do in most other games. We were letting their centre-backs have the have the ball. I thought the tactics, the formation, the selection worked a treat, uh, in my opinion, for that for, for, for that game. Well, I asked for what he thought of the lineup, and he's given me a full rundown <laughs> of the game. Um, that's Good it, night, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Um, early one tonight, thank God. Um, Shawnee, you're with us. You're back with us there. You, um, I thought you just legged it. I thought, I thought in your own mind, you thought I know ball more than these lads. I'm not spending my Sunday night with them and legged it. <laughs> uh, but you've you've come back, Shawnee. Um, without giving us a full rundown of the game, like Grizz has, you know, I was just telling people there while you were off screen that we were having a chat in our WhatsApp group last night about what way he would go and if he goes the way Grizz predicted and it turns out, what way would City go? And, you know, I, I felt that he's planning for 4-2-3-1 here. We, he can go to 4-3-3 if he needs it because both sides there today could have went 4-3-3 off the starting lineups if he wanted to. But it was it was very brave a Klopp, I thought, Shawnee. Some people would think, ah, oh, fuck, don't be doing this away at City. But it was very brave of him to do it, Shawnee, wasn't it? Yeah, 100%. And a reason why I didn't think he'd do it was because I actually don't think 4-2-3-1 has been great for us this season. I don't think it's worked too well, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's slowed us down a little bit. Uh, like we Normally, getting from back to front in two or three passes, but 4-2-3-1, it was taking a little bit longer. But I was surprised today it was more of a 4-4-2 than a 4-4-2-3-1. It was more of the two boys on the wings and Bobby and Salah up top. And... Um, it was bold from Klopp and in the end it kind of backfired slightly because I think the goal comes from air shape air shape in midfield that man being loose in midfield Genie is used to having one of the lads from the front covering Mane goes to press goes a bit wrong and in a game of this magnitude it literally is fine margins but in the end um. Yeah, I was surprised by the lineup. I think a lot of the the talk all during the week was will he play Jota or will he play Firmino? And in the end, he went for both of them. So it was bold from Klopp. Really, I thought it was because, you know, <coughs> we haven't got the best record there. Now, you can write off last season, you know, we genuinely the lads were on the lash and turned up at City and got walloped four, I think. was four, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, people go, oh, they were beaten there last season. That doesn't count. But if you look at the seasons previous, you know, we were beaten the previous season. I think we got a draw this season before that. You have to go back to Klopp's fourth season when we, I think, our last win there in the league. Um, I know there's a Champions League um, quarterfinal thrown in there. But, it, all things considered, no matter what the form is of Jota or, or Firmino, not so much the personnel, or the, but you, you're saying there you're going two up top against them. You know, you're going with a midfield four, if that's the way you've seen it. And Klopp is going, I don't give a shit. If I want to play these players, I'm playing them. That's how confident he is in his squad. And I, I think it's it's even ramped up a bit more because of the, the players we have missing. You know, if you had Fabinho, Van Dijk, Thiago, and you said, well, we're going to go in like this, you go, Fair enough, look at all the players you have. When you have them out and you still go and do that, you know, I think I think he smelled blood a little bit. Um and I think he was hoping to absolutely bash the panic button for City early on. Keith, the lineup, as the lads have said, uh, Grizz wasn't surprised. Well, I, th- I think Grizz was a bit surprised, but he had thought he, that's the way Grizz would go with it. That's what he would do. And then when it came out, Grizz was like, well, he has done it. And he was delighted. Sean, he was a bit shocked by it. I was a little bit shocked by it. But were you shocked by it? And the second question is, 
How good were we in the first 25? Um, I wasn't overly shocked by it. Um, when the, the head coach of El Nino FC tells you this is how it should Correct. be done and this is how it's done. I think you know the surprise. We know both. We know. Oh, sorry, but sorry to cut Keith off. Um, the amount of uh, evidence we have of El Nino FC um, at our disposal over the last twenty-four to forty-eight hours is phenomenal, and we may we we may release it at some stage, um, because we we have league tables, we have notes, we have cup finals, we have the lot, and it's um it's a it's an absolute. I made it up again. Well. Um, you've either made her up or you've typed her out really fucking quickly yeah. um, and I'm going to go with the fact that you didn't make it up if that's okay because I love the romantic story of El Nino FC uh, but sorry for interrupting you Keith we Donald Trump keep... is suing the American voters for <laughs> let with less evidence than what we have that Grizz championed El Nino today correct, correct. barking in district <laughs> FA Cup back in 1928 the, the, what was it the, the, the Heathrow Airport League London and League. City Airport League and Barking oh. in District League you okay. can Google it. You can check them. There's no the records are there. Yeah. You know, this is no spoof, man. No, no, spoof. no need for a freedom of information um, re- no. request or anything like that. It's all there in black and white. But sorry, Keith, the Force Twenty Five. No, but anyway, I digress. Um, Force Twenty Five. <laughs> I thought we were amazing, and the the formation. It was four two four in the first twenty minutes. It wasn't even the. It, it fell into a four four two, and I suppose out of possession, maybe a little bit. But we were just looking to push them, and I think it was a case of smell and blood. I said on the show, the pre-match show as well, that, you know, the way to get at City probably is not to go into a chess game with them because, you know, they're a good team. And I think we can take for granted just how good Man City are because, you know, we're pretty good as well. <clears throat> but I thought we were going to go at them and go for the juggler straight away, which we did. And we were just on top of them. They, they looked a mess, Man City. Now, I know the weather was pretty bad and that just made the tempo so quick. The ball was zipping around. It was flying all over the place. But we were going so gung-ho in that first um, 25, 30 minutes. We probably couldn't sustain it, which turned out to be the case. But it looked like if we had been able to keep it going for a bit longer, we could have really done some serious damage to them. But they get back into the game. I thought the way Liverpool lined up, I thought, you know, I think Firmino has a chance in the very first minute, isn't he? He's put through and, you know, it doesn't happen for him. But the, the gaps that were opened up, even at that stage, it was it looked like it could have been a good day for us. But as it happened, they got into it. I thought, you know, their defence were very good, bar one. Which we Walker. To. Yeah. Uh, but they're, the rest of them, I thought they were very good, Man City at the back. Uh, it was just one of them that I said on the pre-match show as well, would you go with the four of them playing against... A Midland team, or not even a Midland team. I mean, if you look at a Spurs who are a good team, you probably wouldn't have got the the same joy because Mourinho's a bit of a pig. But City are open, you know, and they've sussed us out a bit, you know, when we're playing the the usual three lads up front. I think City might have our number a little bit on that. So he was right to throw something different in. And it didn't really work for Bobby, let's be honest. It didn't work for Bobby. Um, I thought he linked up and, he, he, as you said, he cut off the passing lanes where he could. A lot of the donkey work, he's, a, he's exceptional at. But people don't care about that anymore because all anyone cares about now with Firmino is he's not scoring. And he doesn't look like scoring, to be honest. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> says there, Red, Red Roy says, if Bobby was at his peak, 
Or, and somebody else said this earlier as well. I just couldn't find the comment there. A confident Bobby lobs the keeper in the early on, and it's a different game. Shawnee, I, I, I want to come to you, and I want to ask you something. Obviously, that's what we're here for. But the first twenty-five, I thought Liverpool were really good. As Grid said, he had he had nearly penned. Not penned in, but they were really onto them, really onto them. Do you think it was a, a calculated risk taken by Klopp? Because when you look at the sizes, like City have players missing um, in their squad. We have players missing in our squad. We've had games, I think City are a little bit deeper squad-wise than us. And was it a calculated risk for you, Shani, where they just went, let's just go out and blast these for 30 and see where it gets us? Because I think it, it started to come into my mind as the more the game went on and the fitness levels and, and the tempo seemed to drop and drop and more from Liverpool than City. That's why I'm, I'm thinking that. Was it just one of those where, you know, old style like Rogers done in 13 and 14, just go and blitz this for 30 and just see where it gets us? You could say that, but I don't think it's a risk because I'd imagine Klopp watches a lot more tape on opposition than us. Yeah. I... D- City spent big on Yaman Diaz and Laporte is very highly rated. I thought City looked fucking very shaky at the back today. True, even for 90 minutes, there was no assurance between the two boys at the back. It was lump. It was lump. The amount of times it was just challenging going straight through the back of our strikers. There was no real cohesion there with those two. So I'd imagine Klopp had a look at that and said, maybe even with the two, I can get at them. Now, it was sort of a, an early blitz force 30, mm. but City got footing in the game then and started to create. But as we'll get on to later, I just think the intensity from start from football coming back to now is really, really starting to catch up at the top sides. Players are dropping like flies and I think we look extremely leggy for the majority of the second half and even towards the end of the first half. Um, we really dropped off. After we never really took impetus after the penalty and kicked on. And oh, disappointing in that sense. It was a frustrating game. Uh, there was a lot of poor individual performances today, I thought. Now, look, I'm going to just caveat all of this by saying, in the main, I think it was a great point away to Man City. I think it was a very good point away to Man City in the context of the league and how everything's gone. You take that all day. You know what I mean? You don't have you can you can lose your battles and win the war, but if you can just stick it out and take points when it matters, that was a big thing. There was a load of poor individual performances for Liverpool today, and I see a lot of people are giving out about Bobby. Yeah, I thought Mane was shocking as well. I didn't think yeah. Jota was great either. Salah thought, was brutal as well. I thought Salah was brutal. And people are saying Matip was brilliant. I thought Matip was shy today. I thought he was shy on the ball. I think needing to be on the ball a lot, he was terrible in possession. But look, it can be forgiven because it's his first game back. But I thought he was really poor in possession and he slowed us down an awful lot. Yeah, listen, it, it's it's... Klopp has come out after the game and said that the system that he, he's played today and, you know, people will say 4-2-3-1, some are saying 4-2-4 and it was probably a hybrid of both, you know, when we had it, when we didn't have it in certain areas of the pitch and I'm not going to go into mad fucking stats about where people touched it and all that sort of messing. Um, but he said he only had two days to work on the system with this lineup. And he was very proud of, of the way they played, the way they adapted, and the way they, they fulfilled what he asked. And he said, it's a good point, and we move on. Grizz, uh, I want to get into overall feelings later on, but as the game progresses, 
you know, and we'll get to the penalty incidents and, and bits and pieces now in a minute. But as the game progresses, are you thinking, yeah, a point here is good? Well, all things, you know, as, as, as it developed, because as it developed, I thought, I'm taking a point out of this. I'm taking a point out of this from probably, probably 35 minutes on, I'm being honest, Chris. Yeah, from the offset. Genuinely, um, I am, yeah. From the offset, I, I said, um, um, for me, the pressure, there's more pressure on City to get the three points than us. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the fact that they're behind us, right? Yep. By five points, regardless of their game in hand. Even if they win their game in hand, they're still two points behind us. And to have that psychological lead plays, sort of affects the way you play. And I thought that's where we got the the, the shock on them, where I'm pretty certain... Pep would have thought, okay, they've got a five-point lead. And very similar to, do you remember the season we lost the title uh, by a point and we went there, we had a seven-point lead or something, and we played very pragmatic. We played, we tried to control them. I knew Klopp, you know, we know Klopp's a massive learner. He learns, he's learning on the job himself. That's a a class of a high-level coach. I knew he's not going to play a pragmatic approach, Gab. I just knew it means more for us, uh, for them to get the three points, but let's give them some shock, the shock element. I would have taken a draw. As I said, I thought it was going to be a draw. Um, No, you didn't. Okay. There's (laughs) evidence. But anyway, um, but yeah, we won't go into the evidence. Oh, let's. Yeah. So, 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 look. Are we not going into it now? No, we can go into it. I said I'll assess the team lineup when I see the lineups. You gave well, me, tell- you gave me a prediction on Friday night. Yeah, which was you two gave- one loss because I thought we we're going to yeah. play four. You know. Then, you, then, gave I said, me, I'll reassess then you gave me it. a prediction Saturday. Then you gave me a prediction Sunday morning. Then you gave me a prediction when the team came out. Jesus Christ! Can't have man I'll tell you what. Four I'll different results, by the way. But I anyway, think, go on, Sean. I think we'll finish if, later. If you're looking at it in a hole, like the onus was on them today. Like that, yeah. the win, the late win last week meant that this week we could approach this game differently. I thought absolutely. Yeah, the, the onus was completely on Man City today, and you need need to be honest. I think they went hiding a little bit. I think their character should be under question a little bit more. Way we more than this. Early. Yeah, yeah, 100%, Gab. We spoke about this earlier today. I was kind of... People were... I think... It's a part of the media and the hyperbole. I think a lot of people were given too much impetus to this game, saying this is massive in context of the season. I never felt it was. I think it, it would have been massive for City. It, it would have been much bigger for City than it was for us because the onus was on them to make a statement and beat us today. And then... All he had to say is, look, when we go and win our game in hand, we'll be over you again. I just, I don't think they went for it. Like, that was very similar to the game where we went there. We went there with, uh, remember that, that, not last season, the season before, that mad title race. We went there and the onus was sort of, it was on City to win that game, to catch us up again, because that's what they needed yep. to do. And at the rootless City, that game was in the balance for 90 it was a brilliant and game of football. It, it yeah. was an excellent game of football. It's one of the better games of football. Is it? And I thought today was a very good game of yeah, football so as well, I. to be honest. Yeah, every um, year it is. They didn't have to go, it seemed, or the bottle. Even Guardiola, he, he brings Foden on probably 10 minutes too late. And I'm thinking, yeah. this game is just passing both teams by here and 
Ida saw it a reluctant. Shawnee, by then, sh- Shawnee, by then, by then, both teams have settled. But what you said yesterday in the chat, because I'm I'm good like that. I give credit where it's due, unlike Gaff. When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. You talked about Gundogan coming in as a double yeah. pivot. Yeah. And that's and that's I said that always, as well. I didn't see yours. Uh, oh. well, you always you always that's how you gauge uh Pep's mindset because he very rarely goes in with two. But he always goes in with two against us without fail. And you know, you know, I thought I thought if Gundogan plays, he'll be the weakest link. You know, I don't think he was pretty, you know, I don't think he was that good. No. I would have seen the Probably brave if he was, was I, I thought was but, but, but going back to Shawnee's point about Foden, if Foden had started, that would have been Klopp's, that would have been Pep's version of Klopp's, how he was balls out. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he believed me, in this the new silver, but he didn't pick him. He picked yeah. Gundogan and, and, and Rodri as an old school he, he just was, to control things. I thought he they was always going to pick them too. I, I thought he was always going to pick them too because with them two, you can do a 4-2-3-1 if Liverpool come out like that. You can also go 4-3-3 with both of them. You can just move De Bruyne a little bit on the pitch and make a 4-3-3 out of it. Leave Rodri deep, move Gundogan up a little bit and put De Bruyne beside him and you make 4-3-3. He was trying to be, for me, Guardiola was trying to be, he, he was pessimistic on what he was doing, but he was with, with an ability to change. You know, like watch, even watching him before the game, his head's gone. I don't care what anyone says. His yeah, head's it gone. doesn't look good his, from his, it really No, he, he, he looks like he's, Losing, do you know what he reminds me of? And, and, and I know they're completely two different characters, but he actually reminds me of Mourinho. You know, Mourinho just gets into that state yeah. where he's just deciding he's yeah, leaving yeah. this club and it's just it's a matter sort of, of like, time. It's purgatory, sort of like that's yeah. what it seems like. Yeah, with, it's, with it's, at the moment. They didn't, they didn't really like even the last 20. I was what when we were watching, I was watching the game, I was chatting to my brothers, I was saying, We're so sloppy here. If City just go up the gears here, they, they will get one, and they never did. They, they never did. They but they didn't. They, they never overcommitted. They were scared to. They, they never yeah, overcommitted because, and, 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 and this is the reason why the the, the fallout start because it actually makes City put themselves in a position where do we overcommit here? Because the idea of four two four was completely to get the two wide lads against those yeah. full backs and say, listen, we'll pin you back and we'll stay up the pitch yeah. if we have to. Especially Salah, he does it all the time. But but watching Pep and then watching his team and I I think Liverpool are running their legs the last thirty, but and all like Sean you said to me after the game, City two or three years ago stamp on the pedal uh, at at sixty five seventy and yeah. they push it to the they sword and they, yeah. and they go two or three one and you go they just have more than us in the last twenty twenty five. Yeah. But today they still had in the back of their mind those four lads up the pitch there. And no matter how good you think Laporte and Diaz are, or whoever it is, um, no matter how good you think they are, in the back of their mind, they're saying, lads, if we let these four loose for a second, they will hit us. And Liverpool are very good at sitting back then and going, right, we're playing out the game. Um, I want to go on to the penalty incidents. Um, 
VAR is a fucking mess. Um, let's get that out of the way before before we go on. Uh, somebody did want me to mention on the show tonight the uh, Bamford offside. Absolutely laughable, <laughs> laughable. Um, Andy Young. Um, that ma- that match happened yesterday afternoon, early afternoon, I think. And Andy Young is still trying to explain it on Twitter. That's how good VAR is. Um, but I'm on Andy Young's side. Well, yeah, that's only because I'm arguing against them. Um, but and and, and well, is someone trying to say that was offside? No, well, uh, basically, offside. it's ruled offside, Bamford, and... Because of a from, shoulder. Well, my thing with the that The shoulder is, is getting further down the blade now. But yeah, no, my thing is... It's the ruled line, offside according to the rules, guys. The rules. No, well, well, you see, the thing is, Grizz, and one line I heard come out today where it was, if you watch it, if you look at it and look at the information you have on the screen, the line is brought up to Bamford's more or less his elbow. And the line is not brought up to the same part of the body of Nathaniel Klein. I think it's Nathaniel Klein in the picture. It's, 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 and it's and, and the argument is, oh, well, we don't see on TV what they see on the screen. Why not? Why not? Well, I can do, I can do, I can do, I, no, hold on. I can do anything on this screen and I can show you no, anything I, agree I with want you. to show you. So... <laughs> Um, you're better off agreeing me, but it's a, it's a farce anyway. Um, it's continuing to be a farce, and I can't wait until VAR in the next six to seven years is you know just done right. So we have. I've given right. you the email. I've given you it's, the email. Um, can we? Can you get? You're getting on to Liverpool here, are you? I yeah, am. I'm going to go on because well, I'm going to get to the first penalty incident, which is Mane. Oh, it's a hundred percent the penalty. Um, and, Joe, and Gomez a penalty as well. They're both penals. Well, let's take the fourth one, right? Yeah. Um, Walker so has off oh, trying to jump ahead of the yes, schedule. Did you find did you find issued by Grizz now after this? Shiny uh, <laughs> doesn't give a bollocks. Um but the fourth one, you know, it's 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 good by Manny. You know, he, he puts him the position he puts himself in, the ball in. Kyle Walker's an idiot because Kyle Walker sh- he takes the step to make contact and then pretends to pull away. He doesn't need to be in that position. Um, but he is the, the person you go after in that city defence and he, he came up trumps, didn't he? It's an absolute penalty. Um, Keith, it's, is there any doubt over it? And what a good penalty, no. by the way. The Stonewall penalty. It's as Stonewall as Stonewall can be, in fairness. It's, it's, it, I was watching it on Sky Sports and Roy Keane laid into Kyle Walker and, you know, rightly so. He's, he's an idiot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. He's just an idiot and he does stupid things like that. And Michael Richards was trying to, you know, defend him. And even he then starts saying, oh, I can't really defend him, can I? Because he's thrown a, a stupid leg when he knows, you know, contact is contact. We've had this debate for a long, a long time now. If you take someone down in the box and they there's any sort of contact, it's going to be a penalty. They didn't even need to go to VAR for that. That's a stonewaller. That's ridiculous by a stupid player and correct decision is given penalty and your second point Gav it's a great penalty you know I'm, I used to be so nervous of him taking penalty Salah and his run it's all about his run it doesn't there's no finesse about Salah penalties but he just doesn't miss them so I've decided to learn to just accept that he's an absolutely fantastic penalty taker and just not worry when he steps up did you see the angle they showed when he's running up to take the penalty? Yeah. Very few penalty takers run in a straight direct line at the ball. I was thinking, how is he going to... Yeah, I was thinking, how is the keeper going to work out which way he's going? But then it also indicates that it's a, it's a sign of someone who's going to smash it down the middle. But he's got this variety now where he can place it. Amazing. Yeah. I never... I still don't think... You know, I still think he's going to miss every time he stands up. 
I'm going yeah. to old man. Well, the thing is, it's not right in the corner, but it's so well struck that Edison, it's gone past Edison before yeah. he can even decide where Salah's going. A lot, of pe- a lot of keepers that you speak to say they don't look at the run-up. They're looking at when they plant their foot and they're, yeah. they're going off that. And, you know, where they plant their foot and is their body open? And then they're trying to well, go off you. that and, and do it. But with Salah, it's just... It's just it, uh, Salah relies on the ball being struck purely, I think. That's what his I'm pens are, His pens are going everywhere. He's down the middle one week and then he's side letting to the left and then he's middle of the goal, top. Like when they would have been doing analysis on the way where he's putting panels, but there's no way to get a run on what he's doing no. because he seems to just pick a spot and smash it. Like, mm. and it's not like. There's no, yeah, there's no pattern. Yeah, there's no it doesn't, um, yeah, it's just, he's just going to smash it. He doesn't, he really well, just passes it. Yeah. With with the state of VAR giving at least two penalties every half an hour in games, there's going to be so many goalkeepers studying penalty takers, you know, 100%. and how they take penalties. Yeah. You know, it's going to be one of the main, you know, research they do in, during the week. So the more variety of finishes or places that you can put your penalty, the better, you know, as you say, no no pattern. But just going back to the uh, penalty incident, uh, Gav, mm. I, thought my, I thought Mano was clever. This is, you know, the debate about whether you're clever or whether you've been fouled, I thought this is where you're absolutely clever more than the actual foul. And body position you know I mean? was, for body position was, but the difference, mm. the difference with this one, Grizz, is, is that you will find fellas leaning themselves into players and throwing a leg out and being called clever. That's not clever. Yeah. That's cheating. What mm. Manny does is the, the, the way Manny, he never approaches Walker. He never puts a leg out towards Walker. What he does is he runs in a certain line. He runs on a certain line and says, you come on. And he is, there's no doubt about it. Like the, we, we can't sit here every week and go, well, Harry Kane is this and Harry Kane is that. I'm not comparing Harry Kane's penalty last week to Manny's. But we can't sit here and go, our players are holier than Dale. Because they're not. Mm. They know what they're doing. But the, the thing about Manny is he doesn't go looking for Walker. He puts himself in a position where Walker is enticed to go and look for him. It's, and that's what happens. Just, Walker, if you watch it, Walker takes that extra half step and leans the knee out. Whereas if he just stays there, he goes by him. Does he get to the ball? Mm, don't know. Does the defender it's get very reminiscent of um, last season against Spurs. Serge Aurier milled Manny as well, didn't he? And it's another case of an absolute tit of a player that you know is so rash in the box and Mane you play for that you Mane play. knows exactly it's intelligence it's just pure intelligence it's just a quick one guys Mane. just a quick one interesting question from it's a there it's a fuzzle if Milner plays who now takes the penalties I think oh, it's Salah. unanimous it's Salah now yeah didn't, didn't um, they Salah what do we think when Milner was on didn't he yeah Salah's gonna be taking them yeah I think yeah, I, I think so. I think he's on a run um, there's no need until, to until, yeah. until he misses what's the problem yeah. Absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. When he misses one of Milner standing on the pitch, people will be going up, bro. Milner should be on penalties. That's just the way that's it goes. What, that's what people do, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, um, Jimmy wants to know, uh, did Grizz get that top on D- Wish or DHG? I don't know what that means, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I, I bought it from Nikon Line store. Like, what the fuck? Could be okay. a lightning, could be the lightning in the room, Grizz. It looks a bit... Does you know, it? The next time you buy one, will you leave the tag on it? And you can, sake, uh, man, the shit I've got to do to prove myself. Do you know what I mean? It's I like proper know. question everything I fucking do. No one well, believes listen, anything. When you try yourself out there as a top Grace, manager. You're, you're you know. guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and we wouldn't have it any other way, to be perfectly honest with you, because it's great enjoyment for the rest of us. Awful behavior. 
<clears throat> Lads, I want to move on to two instances before we get to the second half. And of course, it's the Manchester City equaliser um, from Jesus. And I have to say, I think it's a really, really good goal. I think he gets a bit lucky with the touch, but he's onto it like a light and finishes it past Allison before he can even can, can even react. Um, Shawnee, it's just a good goal, I think. It's just one of those you go yeah, to. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's like, it's akin to the goal you'd see at that level of game, just the highest level. Yeah. Like, I don't know whether he meant it or not, but I tell you, if he didn't mean it, it's an even better goal because his reaction to spin in and turn and finish mm. is is unbelievable. If he has in his head that he's turning inside, then it's not actually not that impressive that he reacts as quick as he does. But if it's a mistake, if it's an accident and the ball pops in, yeah, look, you can point fingers and say Trent could do better. But you need to realise at these level, at this level in games, nearly every goal comes from an individual or a forced or uh, an unforced error because that's what these teams wait on. That's what they prey on. You see, you see, as Genie vacates his position once in the 90 minutes, they just have the wherewithal to pick out the Brian and then bang, bang, it's in the back of the net. This is the level we're paying at. Like, yeah. if, we found, if we found out Anton today, everyone's going on about Spurs, Leicester, Chelsea. They're still all the pretenders. These are the these are the main these these are the top two boys. You heard Neville wax lyrical about her all day, saying, "Jesus, look, he was creaming in his jocks just about how how high the level of attacking football was from both sides." It was brilliant, and I rate I rate Jesus. I think he gets a raw deal from the rest around. It's very striker is a very very hard position to be in and out of team because you're just expected to be on it as soon as you get thrown in when it takes time. <coughs> and and in fairness, he's the type that comes in, Sean, isn't he? And tends to get goals when he comes yeah, in. He doesn't yeah. need a run, but then he's out again when. Yeah, it's brilliantly taken. It's just spatial awareness from the Brian to know what's around them, and he plays the pass. And uh, I think I'm not sure who's runner is takes Gomez kind of out of the game. It was brilliant from Man City. It's the type of goal like you, you'd associate with it with Pep's team. It's really good. Um, not much Allison can do. Just one of them. You put your hands up and say that's a really good goal. Similar to Calvert Lewin's uh, in Goodison. You just put your hands up and say sometimes that's just a good goal. You're going to concede them. Sorry, Grace. You wanted to put in there. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Uh, I was just going to say. Can I just say it's? It, it was one of the. Probably three, only three or four times in the whole ninety minutes where we, where I think we didn't play to Klopp's instruction in terms of how we press and defend, and that can happen. You know, it's you can't. It's very difficult to play ninety minutes against. We're not we're not playing Rochdale here. We're playing Man City here, guys. It's very difficult to play the perfect game for ninety minutes. The perfect defensive, the perfect cutting off lanes. I think Mane and I think Shawnee touched on it previously um, in terms of we're so used to playing 4 3 3. Mane press, he press leaves, Walker. He, he presses, he goes infield and chases. And that's the first, one of the few times where he forgot his yeah. role in this, in this 4 4 2 as it was when we we're defending. And that automatically gave uh, an overlap for Robbo to deal with where Genie drifts inside and makes the huge error of leaving KDB open. So you had Hendo marking the other side and he couldn't make up that gap, uh, the distance between him and him and Genie. KDB, fucking a world-class player. Come on. He has he has a second on the ball and he picks out pass. I, I'm with you guys, or I don't know if you guys all agree. I think Hazel meant that. I thought it was a brilliant turn. 
I think he did. Um, I think he did as well. Yeah, I think he did. We football men, Keith. Yeah. Um, he, he meant it, and I. This may sound really, really harsh, but I thought Matip could have been more aggressive with a slide tackle there. I know he would have risked a penalty. I know, maybe, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but overall, it's one of those moments. It happens. Of brilliant defender. Yeah, ha- you've got to give it. It happens in a, it happens in a split second, like it. Yeah, and then nearly, uh, and then they, we nearly can see this again right after from the same type of thing. Yeah. De Bruyne gets free on the edge of the box just because, because like Grizz said, Mane, lads, Mane flicked it that that one though. Yeah, that was yeah, awful. like yeah. they, these lads are drilled into playing this four-three-three, and you could see from early on that. Coyle Walker receiving the ball was the trigger for the press and it was the job of the front two to kind of press the back four out of the game the whole time and that's Mane just forgot he neglected his duty yeah, that's what it was. he's, he's it been takes. doing it the whole time and that's all it takes that's all it takes at this level if you remember years and years ago Pepe Mourinho in El Clasico in Spain remember those real the two the Paris and Real teams where they met a couple of times in Champions yeah. League semi-finals. And it was like a game of chess for 90 minutes. And you just knew as soon as someone switched off, you were punished. And that's what happened tonight. Tonight was a game of football. Like It was it was a game of chess. It was a war of attrition. I heard a couple of them saying a few times. And we switched off once and you get pu- you get punished. That's what Man City do. And they need, look, you, you've got to give them credit. It, it was an excellent goal. It yeah, was. Um, you know, it's, it's. I think it was a really good goal. I don't, I'm not 100% sure if he means it, but if he means it, it's brilliant. If he doesn't mean it, it's unfortunate. And you can't, I wouldn't be throwing too many um, daggers, I suppose, at, at Trent or Matip because it happens in a split second. And <laughs> Trent is like, where the fuck is that ball gone? Matip yeah. is, is looking, going, thinking he's going, you know, towards Trent, and all of a sudden he's in on goal. It's Listen, it's a second and a half between them. It's touching off Jesus and it being in the net. It's that quick. Um, and look, you just have to hold your hands up at times and say, that's a goal. It's a good goal. Top you know, class. Top class and world class attackers make world class, top class defenders look stupid on the regular. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just how it happens. You know what I mean? If you're a world class defender and you win 90% of your challenges in a day and you get done up once, People turn around and say, but bad game. Stryker yeah. only has to make it happen once. That's the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. That's that's what happens. 100%. Yeah. Um, the, of course, City are given the chance to go 2-1 up, Keith. Um, from a penalty, uh, De Bruyne across, hits Gomez, goes out for a corner. Referee gives a corner. Uh, a couple of the City players are pointing towards their arm and stuff like that. And it's checked on VAR. He checks the screen and it's given. What's your take on it? Because I'm, I'm not... I've said this before. Listen, we, we've seen her at Anfield um, against Leeds. Salah smashes one at a defender who's coming out and hits him and the penalty is given. That's, they're just going to be given, rightly or wrongly. They're going to be given. Is that what you thought? Ah, look. Yeah. They're just given these. That's it. Nothing we can do. If it hits the hand now, they're going to give it. And look, they, the issue I have with it, in, in a sense, is they mentioned this on Sky Sports as well. When the ref goes over and looks at this, he's only looking at this in slow motion. He's not looking at it in real time. Mm-hmm. So Gomez, there's literally nothing Gomez can do. Gomez can't move his arm. Mm. Well, so he actually it, tries to move his arm, but out but, of but the he, way. Not even in the way. He tries to you know, it, it's not yeah. even it's a like penal, it. It's a but it is a penalty. 100% it's a penalty. But that's the rules now, and you can't argue yeah, about that. You, exactly. you, you just can't. You can't make the an argument about that. The rule the is, is stupid, and the fact that the referees will go over and look at this—he was always given a penalty. Never Take a note, Gavin Doyle. The rule is stupid. 
Yeah. The but one, one issue I have with it, and maybe oh, yeah. I'm absolutely well out all over the shop with this, was there an offside checked in that? Because yeah. that cross, to me, looked like Jesus was in an offside position when that cross was put in. Now, it could have only been a gee here, but as we know, the rules now, they'll get the lines out. Now, when Liverpool, we know what happened with Van, with Van Dijk, they're looking for offsides. It didn't seem to be even mentioned about a possible Yeah, but the ball never reaches Jesus. The matter, it was bleeding. It doesn't reach yeah, but him it because it goes uh, out. Yeah, but I think what I mean, in the Van Dijk one, they're going back to look for an offside. They're looking for offsides. Now, I'm not saying it makes an overly a difference. In my opinion, it's a penalty because he hit his hand. There's another one later on that I think should be a penalty as well. The um, Cancelo one. Because well, he can say Cancelo's hands, uh, what's he supposed to do with them? Well, he's not supposed to do that with them. That's what I nah. say about Cancelo's ones. Because if you do uh, that with it, that you is. can't lock your face. No, but think, Johnny, you can't, that's what I'm saying, you can't do it now, you can't is, use your hands. Yeah, but it's the silhouette though, isn't it? So if you're like that, your, butt, your arms are within the, yes, the silhouette. So look, if a ball hits you there in the hand, it's not a handball. But if your hands are like, what's your arms like this for? You know what I mean? That's not natural. That's not a natural layer. Um, I just, I think, action. I think, look, if, if I'm being honest, the rule was just applied correctly. I think the issue was with the rule. The rule is stupid. Like, yeah. What, what, what can, what can Gomez do there? Nothing. That's not because the rule. And the rule, as, the rule as like, like, it's just, there's no point giving out about this because oh. to be one, it I is have what to it be is. fair, I've been lashing refs for the, the misuse of art and whatever, but th- this is one thing they've actually been pretty consistent on. Like these handballs are being given every week. So when it, when it happened, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. When you see the one like last week where on Fabianski, the foul, I was saying, this is just fucking stupid. This is completely over policing of the game, but this is just the real being implemented, correct? This is the real... The real's a bit stupid. It doesn't make sense. What's natural and unnatural in football? Like the the one against Eric Dyer, you can't jump with your arms down by your side. It just doesn't happen. Anyone who's played football just knows that you can't jump with your arms down by your side. But, but just... the, the the silhouette thing is a joke. It's a joke because what silhouette are we looking at? Are we looking at a silhouette as a player jumps for a header? Are we looking at a silhouette of a player standing still, running backwards, running forwards? Uh, Sliding, uh, what is the silhouette? Is, is there a big book of silhouettes? And you have to yeah. go through the book and pick which silhouette. Again, there's you should... no context. There's not, is that this like, is what I'm saying. The, like, now listen, the the when, I, when I seen it, when I seen it, I said he's given the penalty straight away. He said he's given that. And it was only when I see, when they seen the City players pointing towards the hand and they showed the replay, I went, that's being given 100% because I've seen it so many times this season. The silhouetting is a fucking cop out. And it's another continuation on of this very bullshit, right? Um, uh, this silhouette, like where now, don't get me wrong, you, it's definitely like, given. But Joe Gomez, Joe Gomez, as as I think it was Neville said in commentary, his natural body position for running backwards uh, towards his own goal and that ball being struck is exactly his body position, right? So it hits him, he tries to take the arm away, it hits him. There's no common sense anymore, and it's not even that. Well, it's being checked by a fella, and then it comes back to the ref. You go and check it. It's played in slow motion, and that ref, he's not. Listen, you can blame ref as much as you want, but he's not allowed to not give that. I said this is going to become part of the game. I said it last week. I watched the classical and Madrid strikers are trying to flick the ball. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah. This is going to become part of the game. This is just going to be another caveat of the game. I just, it's. 
if they're consistent with this silhouette crap, then fair enough. I would have loved to know what Parsons said to Gomez because it looked as if Henderson and Gomez went over to him. Um, whatever he said to them, they they quickly just went, all right. I think he just said, this is the real... Absolutely. He said exactly that. It was yeah, literally yeah. a case of, look, whatever the case may be, it's the rule now. And they said, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. And they yeah, went, yeah. But, 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 so, so what So what they're doing is now, what they're doing is now, the talk about common sense being involved is actually a lie because it's not common sense. It's basically... I'm. I'm not even going to look at the context of this. I'm not going to look at it. And this is not just Joe Gomez. Well, he did, like, this is all he, the, did Gab. he went and had a look around. Ah, the but Shawnee, he goes and look. He looks at the. It's pointless looking at the fucking monitor, Shawnee. Because well, at the end of the day, well, what did he say to him? What did he say to him? That's the rule. Look at the. Have a look for yourself and see if you think it was unnatural. Obviously, is what he said. Yeah, but then it now, came down to the rule and and silhouettes. And, and he, we don't know what silhouette is applied. The silhouette applied is your arms down by your side. But, you can but Shani, clearly see that. So what, what we're going to end up with now is defenders just running around with the hands this down way, with Put it this way, I'll be devil, devil's advocate here, right? If Gomez's arm's not there, the, the cross is going into the box. Mm. You stop the cross. I understand that. I completely and utterly understand that. I completely and utterly understand that. What I'm saying is, again, the way rulings are made is we've, we've heard about common sense, we've heard about silhouettes, and when you actually put it all together, you're going, nobody's making fucking sense of this. Nobody's making yeah, sense. they've been consistent but on this though. Oh no, they'd be consistent on it, but it, there's no common sense brought in, so we can't talk about common sense when no common sense is allowed. Yeah, but it's not, it's not common sense isn't supposed to be applied, the rule is supposed to be applied. That's above come the rule is, but would you, would you, not, would you not agree that you would need some common sense in making a rule? Yeah, but even if he, even if the ref is using common sense there, he's going to give the fair, the penalty because the, he stops the ball going into the box. Yeah, no, I, I I absolutely get that, and it's a penalty. I'm not I'm not arguing that it's not a penalty. What I'm arguing is is that <laughs> when you see incidents like this, you're going, lads, seriously, wh- wh- where are we getting to now? Are we getting? And we are genuinely getting to players running around, right? Like I don't know, sensible soccer, and they all have their hands down by their sides and they're running around like lemmings, and that's what you're going to have to do because as that's the, the only silhou- we- that's the only silhouette they ordered online before the season as, started. As I said to you last week ago, Gav, they'll adjust it accordingly. Relax. But, no, no, no. No, no, no. They won't, Grace, but that's they impossible won't. to do. Lads, it's how... And, and talk run, of it, talk the, of it the, just the of, accordingly is the run, mo- the run of run motion is this, yeah? Run of motion is this. You're putting your hands up, but you know where he runs with the hands down by the side. Stalin runs, like, runs like that, like Mr. Yeah. Burns. But nobody runs with the hands down by the side. It, it's yeah. a penalty. Like and the Kilman one was the exact same in the earlier game with Wolves and Leicester. Yeah, like, well, I even thought Kilman one was worse. I thought the Kilman one, I thought his hand moved out and hit the ball, whereas Gomez was tucking his in, maybe. But if it hits the hand, and that's I agree, it's a penal, you know. And and they've been the first real controversial one of these was, um, was we managed against United last season, wasn't it? When we scored a goal, but it nicked off his hand, and it yeah. was like. He'll hit his hand, so that's the rule. You can't argue with that, and that's fair enough. If that's the rule, I'd, but they're changing and they're the consistency. In my opinion, they refs were told this season there was too many penalties being given, and use a bit of common sense. But they can't lads, use common sense. They have to be the rule is the rule. If it hits his hand, it's a penalty. Lads, we've discussed it. this every week. We've discussed this literally every yeah. week in other games. I mean, said <coughs> if that's given again, if that's given against you, you're gonna go fucking Russia. Mm. It happened today. Yeah. Like it's just. It's one of them. It's one of them, basically. 
It absolutely is one of them. It's just, it's, it, I just can't get over how many incidents there is every single week, different sort of incidents where no matter what incident you come up with, there's all sorts of grey areas. In, in a game that's worth so much money to, to a lot of people. Um, and, you know, it's, it's broadcast all over the world and we can't get a system. They're not, they're not thinking about that, Gav. But, but they should be thinking about a shiny star product. They're, not, they're just thinking about the game. It, it's nothing got to do with the product. It's, it's the game. Like, this yeah. is the game now. So, yeah, that is the game. Yeah. It. Well, we probably will have to accept that and probably is the game, but it's 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 just atrocious and I'll keep saying it until until they, until they get rid of it. I'm I'm just if, if they just blue is my top. If they just agree to get rid of it, I'll stop. Uh Alex says just accept it, nothing will ever change. The game is gash now. Um it's yeah, it's virgin on that, I'm being honest with you. Um before yeah, we move it, on to the se- before we move on to the second half, um I did tell you on Friday night there's been a couple of changes with regards to the day tripper, so Basically, what's happened is over the last year, a little over a year or so, I decided that I was going to put on a little bit more content on the LSD Day Trippers channel. I done so because I had the time to. Um, talk nothing of it really, just doing it to pass some time day on day. But I have to be honest, over the last couple of months, especially the three people on screen with me, um, have been unbelievable with support, ideas, help, um, everything to be perfectly honest with you. I decided that I wanted to make this a full-time thing. I wanted to put everything I had into it rather than it just being, it, it is a hobby, I suppose, but, but, but really go serious on this. And Andy, Phil, Steve, the lads that are involved with the LFT day trippers have, um, not stood in my way. Uh, they've, they've, again, they've been brilliant with me with regards to what I've tried to do, what I've, where I've tried to bring this, the effort I've put in. And they, they've decided to hand the reins to me. Um, with regards to the LFC Day Trippers, so they've seen what's gone on. That they're really, they're really excited about it. And they said, "Look, they don't have the time. Um, that they have families. I have a family, jobs, everything else." And they said, "Look, if anyone wants to take this on or is going to take it on, it should be you." I'm very grateful for that. Um, but with that, I suppose praise uh, becomes responsibility as well. It's it's a case of everything's on my shoulders now, and that includes content social media uh guests um editing all, everything is is on my shoulders now paying the bills is on my shoulders now um phil and andy don't have to worry about paying bills anymore i do um but we just wanted to let you know because we try to be upfront and as honest about this as i can as i said shawnee uh keith grizz um over the last couple of weeks when i've thought about doing this and it kind of come through the pipeline have been nothing but supportive and others to do with the lfc day trippers and outside the day trippers as well that i look for advice off um said look go for it uh you know you have our backing and, you, and you'll you'll do the absolute best you can we want to make this as bit best as good as we can i push it as far as we possibly can it's hard in these times um you know even doing a live gig or dropping around to each other to do a podcast or flying grizz to dublin to do something or going to liverpool and meeting fa- meeting fellow liverpool fans that can do podcasts with us. it's it's very very difficult at this time what why am i telling you all this i just to let you know to be based to, to be perfectly honest with you Going forward, nothing is going to change for the viewer. Absolutely nothing. Um, we've committed to about 16 shows regular a month. That's usually, it's going to end up about 25 because we're doing pre and post, um, shows, uh, around the games and that we're, we're committing to that as well. Now it's, it's not going to change the content for you. We're not, I'm not one for behind paywalls or paying subscriptions or anything like that. I'm not against it. We are looking down, down the route of sponsorship to fund this because th- 
what we do doesn't just happen for free. There's a, there's a lot of cost involved. Um, so far, we've covered it well. Uh, we are looking for sponsors to come on board and sponsor each show individually or as a whole package and stuff like that. So the viewer is under no obligation to say, listen, you must pay for something to order to get it. It's all going to be there. If you want to help us out, it's absolutely fine. If you want to stick a super chat on, that's absolutely fine. If you want to send us a few quid via PayPal, that's absolutely fine to help us in the cost of what we're doing. But as I said, going down the line and going further down the line, we want to be able to get sponsorship and to work as a company, that a sponsored company that goes and puts out this content for people to watch freely. Okay, so if you want to help us out, that's absolutely fine, but you're under no obligation to. I want to make that perfectly clear. I'm not asking for people to go, I want your money. It's not like that at all. We're just being completely upfront with you. We're being um, completely transparent with you as to what goes on, how it goes on, and how the content is put out and what what, what it entails. So that's the changes that have come about. Um I know the lads on screen at me and other lads involved in the day trippers are, are really looking forward to what we're going to try doing the next 6, 12, 18 months. And hopefully um, the people that watch and the people that, you know, share and, and interact and come on shows every now and then um, will continue to support us. Because I think I speak for all of us, especially on this show, when we say that the one thing that pushes on the most is giving enjoyment to people. Um by doing these every day or every second day or, you know, whatever it is, once a week, people come on once a week, twice a week, whatever it might be. So we just wanted to let you know. Um, that's what it is. We're not going to make a massive thing out of it. Everyone knows where they stand and we're going to move on. Lads, the second half, um, I have to be honest with you. I said it. I think both teams settle about 75 that they're going. Liverpool will take it with the position they're in and legs turning. City will take it because if they push too hard and they get caught, it could be torn out to be a massive turning point in the season. That's up this early. Shawnee, the second half, I thought it got sloppy. And I'm going to throw something to you, Shawnee. I thought Liverpool's, I thought Liverpool's impetus was lost a little bit when Roberto Firmino went off. I thought it was just sloppy second half in general. I think legs went early and big time. We didn't oppose our game really on them in the second half at all. I wouldn't put impetus being lost when Firmino went off. So I thought Firmino was poor again today. And I don't like to be too harsh. It's the toughest away game of the season. It really is. Um, you've got to be on it. Um, I thought Mane was poor also. But we just didn't get going. I don't think in the last 20, the middle of a Trent sub killed us. You could see their left side of the pitch was open. They're normally the areas where Trent would expose with the rake and passes. We just we just couldn't do it. But one thing we did do was we were defensively solid throughout. And again, one who won't be mentioned on most shows, Alison Becker, just the difference. Again, absolutely, absolutely sensational. <laughs> making, making hard things look ordinary and just being there, the presence. He was brilliant. Um I thought the two best players on the pitch today were the left backs for either side. I, I really thought Cancelo was excellent. He was yeah. brilliant going forward, brilliant defensively. And um, our player of the season so far for me, Andy Robinson, just 90 minutes, pure intensity. Always at it, even when Bernardo Silva comes on. Bernardo Silva's afraid to run at him, even with all his legs. So, um, yeah, look, Game of two halves, the old cliche. I think after 55, 60 minutes, 
I would have bitten your hand off for the point. And in the end, I was delighted with the point. I think it's a really, really good result given the context of the situation with Trent gone off and the injuries we've had. Um, I think we did well. I thought, I thought it was a, a well-earned point. Ramez Khalil um, says, good result given the context of a depleted squad. Any news on centre-backs in January, lads? Anyway, good luck, Av, and the rest of us. Um, thanks for all the quality content. Uh, you're, very more, you're absolutely more than welcome. Chris, good result given the context of what's going on in our squad. You know, people do, and I, I think City are missing a couple of players and a couple are only coming back and stuff like that. But for me, looking at that side today from City, you're probably going Aguero. You know, you're thinking Aguero, not many more than that. Whereas we are missing, we know what we're missing. When, you, when you're looking at that second half, is it kind of acceptable, Grace, that the levels drop a little bit, the pace drops a little bit, the weather is awful. You know, that does come mm. into, into consideration. And it's just a case of lads, big game last weekend, travelled to Italy during the week, got a good win, came back, worked on a new system. And if, if it means going to City and, t- and levels drop a little bit and we take a draw, Fine, because we are talking about Liverpool Grizz drawing away at Man City and we're thinking, mm, did we drop our levels for 35, 40 minutes? You've done one of your old ones where you answer your own question. No, but that's what I'm um, saying. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it is <laughs> like when you think about it, we've dropped levels and we're, we're it's, still it's, walking away it, with listen, a draw. Like. If, we, if we didn't, and this is goes for both teams, I guess, but more for Liverpool. If we didn't, the intensity levels didn't drop and the, the, the to and fro attacking you know, you'd have to do a drug test for everyone on that pitch if it didn't. I mean, that was high-intensity stuff added on to everything that you've mentioned in terms of going uh, playing in Europe. We had the same set of midfielders. Um, you know, Gini and Hendo were absolutely superb, I thought. Um, you know, the work rate and effort they put in, it had to drop. Um, you know, we, at 55, 60 minutes, both teams... Both teams were too scared to... No. Man City were too scared to lose that game, so didn't attack like they normally attack with the, with 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 Carl Walker. Did we, did we even see Carl Walker go in the attacking third in that in that last 20-30? He's normally playing as a right winger. Uh, I thought he Cancelo had a good game. a couple of times and Leiden mishit the ball and didn't he get... Yeah. He lumped yeah. someone out, but he went through the back of someone at one stage. Yeah, oh, he, he was... He's, he's, he's a, a brain-dead... He's a brain-dead player. Yeah. But... but um, I thought, I thought we didn't stop playing. I just thought our forwards weren't playing well enough to capitalise. Um, you guys have mentioned sort of Mane and Bobby having an off day. I thought, I thought Jota and Salah not yeah. only had an off day. Only Danny I, had I, had a good game. Yeah, I personally, no, no. Think they just weren't sharp enough, guys. Um, I personally thought we were, we didn't vary it enough. I thought Salah should have been trying on the right wing. More and Jota through the middle. Um, that's one criticism you could possibly have that we didn't rotate and see if we can change it up a bit. Still play the same formation, but just personnel-wise, that's possibly something we could have looked at. We started losing the second ball in the second half. Yeah, big but, time. That was but, so frustrating. We were second at everything. We did, but Shawnee, we did start losing that, but we still managed to snuff them out. And and that goes to show sort of what mental state we had City in. So so the old City that we're talking about sees that and capitalises, right, with overloads. Because that's when you start losing second balls, that's where teams pick up the, the ball and start overloading. 
they weren't mentally ready to do that against us. Yeah. Because the threat, even though they were crap today, our, our front four, the threat was always there. And that yeah, played yeah. in their mind big time. Only never saw City being as sorry, Sean. You'll just say this one quickly. Yeah. I never saw City playing with as much fear as they did sort of against yeah. us today. The substitution that Guardiola makes, he brings on Bernardo Silva, and all Bernardo Silva does in the whole game is he stands out on the wing to cut off a passing lane. That's it. Mm. That was all he done. He didn't yeah. bring him on and as an attacking threat. It was just to yeah. cut off a passing lane. You could see. Oh, I know. I, I I hate him. I hate him all throughout his playing career. And I know we winds Liverpool fans up the bits. But one thing I will say is that Gary Neville is a brilliant analyst and he's a brilliant commentator and his ability to pick up things live from the gantry. And he, he does see in the last, I think it's 65, 70 minutes, Gary Neville says he should be kind of grabbing this game by the scruff here, but they still have seven men behind the ball even when they're in possession. Yeah. So it, it was more of a chance. Look, losing that today would have been devastating for them. Like I think winning, staying in that game there today was worth more than them winning that really than taking a chance and possibly getting beat. They have got beaten there. The Wolves would have been out for Pep, but they kind of they kind of lived to die another day, sort of. You know what I mean? I think the impetus was with them when you're in a title race. You should be looking to win the the big clashes at home and. We've not won. I think the last time we won there was Klopp's first visit. Because yeah. I was at the game when Mane got sent off and he got destroyed. And then 18, 19 is the classic. And then last yeah. year was last year. So that's a ground that hasn't been too coined to us today. So it's definitely a point gain for us. And it was up to them to make a statement today. And they didn't. And regardless of how bad we were, um, they didn't make the statement that they had to make. So I'd, if this is tennis, you'd say like advantage Liverpool. Jesus's comments afterwards were quite telling, weren't they? Like when they asked yeah. him, because he'd said during the week that it's must win, they have to win. Anything but a win isn't good enough. And he asked him after the game, and he was quite like, "Well, they're a great team, you know." And Keith, there was no, there was no fluffing with him. He, he's sort of saying, "These are these are a great team, and we." Keith, need how you look that. at it, Keith? How you look at it is 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 the, it's all about how the manager sends that message across the team. The psyche of the manager always spreads amongst the players as well and you look at Klopp's reaction after the game it tells you everything and you listen to Pep and his players and it tells you everything you know they were just so afraid of this gap stretching to eight that they played in an absolutely reserved manner and that's the fear factor that we possess now it's it's, it's a very good feeling to have is a very good you know state's position to be in overall you know we're probably going to come on to that but it's, it's a brilliant position to be in in my opinion so i heard from my sister's friend's cousin that kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself for real the deals are so good i got my kids summer tees for 5.99 a cute swimsuit for myself for 17.99 and a shark vacuum for 199.99 which will be great after sandy beach days I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Does that lead back? Does that lead back to the argument? And, and I know, um, sorry, Kieran Torrance says, lads, I think you're being slightly harsh attacking wise. Tactics were to be more rigid rather than fluid, like to do in a tree, played orthodox wingers. I agree with you. I think we did pull players wide to try pin their right and left back, and. I did. I did think before the game, the fullbacks were going to be crucial in 
nearly playing triangles with the likes of De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva and, and their full-back and, and a Sterling or a Mares or whoever might play and getting the full-backs, not letting them so far at the pitch reduces the chance of them triangles and that's where City want to get in the round you. But, Chris, Gab, can I, I just... Yeah, can I just can... respond? Jano <laughs> says the Shawnee always ain't how bad we were. I don't think I said once that we were bad. I thought going forward there was quite a few poor performances but let me tell you something, mate. You don't have a bad performance at the end. He hadn't take a point. It just doesn't happen. No sides goes there and has a bad game and doesn't get a point. You've got to do something right to take a point away to City. No matter how bad they have Well, been, even the manner of the point, like, Shawnee, even the manner of the point, to control them, to limit them to one Jesus header and one Alisson save. I don't know if it was offside. Was it onside? It was onside, No, he was right? onside. He was. He was onside. Now, to, 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 to control a Man City team like that at home, you don't have... A bad game. What we, I'm saying anyway. I'll say it. I'll say it with my chest. I thought the the front players weren't sharp enough to to, to capitalize on the on the situations the we created. The lad, it's quite like lads. We're going to get onto it. One thing we none of us have said yet. Like, look at Solchar's reaction yesterday. Look at Pep club today in unison. Oh, yeah. like the bollocks. That's hired. Like this is this is a season like now water. That that it's December and September, November, October, like yeah. it's the bollocks. The lads are that that you could see today at the final whistle. That tired genie was tired. Like it, it's mental. Like what the, what's expected of these players, and you've seen the quality of the game for sixty minutes was unbelievable. It was never going to stay at that with the conditions and what they, what they've been through. It's just. It, it's breaking point now, and you're seeing it with the players going down with these muscle injuries. Yeah, every substitution, the, you, they go to the bench, not just Liverpool, like any game, and you're seeing fellas with ice packs getting strapped on. Correct. Them. They're yeah. all bollocks. Everyone yeah. is just that banged up. Everyone. Yeah. Patrick McDonald says, Yeah, you know, we're talking great results about City away. Patrick just wants us to talk for an hour plus about how good the point away to City was and nothing else, but it looks great like. Point. Fair enough. Great, great point. point. Great point. Um, well made. Uh, um, <laughs> just something that you've touched on there before we get on to the overall game and, and, and as Shawnee touched on about managers and subs and stuff like that. It's looking at that today, it's only kind of dawned on me now listening to you three talk about it. When you when you see Liverpool are their legs are going a little bit, they are tired at the end of the game because these players are pushed into that kind of red zone, right on cue for their international break or right on cue for we don't have a game midweek. They're pushed to the absolute limit. It's it's it's, it's done to I'd say it's done to millimeters and milliseconds as to how much they're going to be on the pitch and what they have to put in in that time. But that I bring it keeps bringing me back to City's outlook, City's want to go and beat us. City's need to go and beat us. City, uh, I put it this way, any other team lose their legs like Liverpool today and City just go for them. They go for them. And I'm starting to wonder about City's mentality and all this. Even with a, a Liverpool that were labouring for the last 25 is the, probably the word I put in it. They still didn't go for their throat. They still have this fear. It's like they're walking a tightrope and they're waiting for the one, just one big blip and that's, you know, a defeat to Liverpool or a, 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 another home defeat with a, a top six side and it, they could just fall off the edge of that cliff. That's just, now I could be wrong and it could go drastically wrong from here for us. But that's just the way, I, that's the impression I get off City. They're walking an absolute mental tightrope, I think, with regards to the season. They were terrified that we'd catch them <laughs> on the break, even though our forwards weren't at it. They were just terrified 
that we'd have pinged them at any stage in that game, and we just never looked like doing it. In fairness, mm. it's a, come on. You need to look at the, we need to look at the bigger picture as well, like because we often do it in this channel. We look at games and blocks. Like yeah. City have a tough run when they come back as well. So had they dropped points today, and then they have to go and play Spurs away, like it's a massive mountain for them to climb. So they need to... St- I think their outlook, at Pep's outlook is this, look, we'll stay in this for as long as we can until it all seems to level out because the league is a bottleneck. It's yeah. a ment- It's mental. There was four teams on top this week at some stage. So yeah. it's just like, it's going to be mad. It, it's going to be mad. City were scared. They were timid. But at the end of the day, that's sort of, that's sort of an experience that they have to say, look let's just stay in it here. Like, we live to die another day, sort of, you know what I mean? We we can fight, we can get out of here unscathed. If you get beaten, the noise will be out and then we have to go and play Tottenham who are in form. So, it, in the context of the game, I think they will be happy with a point at home to us. Mm. Um, before we get to uh, man of the matches and stuff like that, uh, Grizz, um, I think we're all quite happy overall. I think that's, that's, I really do think, you know, the four of us after discussing it immediately after the game and even talking through it now for the last hour or so, I think we're quite happy with that one all draw. One thing that did come up though, and it's come up over the weekend is, you know, Solcher, Pep, Klopp, and, and I'm sure a few more feel the same about this. And it's the whole f- thing about five subs. It's happening in European football. I think it's happening around Europe, most of Europe in league football as well. What's your take on this, Grizz? Because what I see is managers looking out for their players. And as we've said, it's a condensed season and stuff. And you hear people say, no, it's just an advantage for big sides. What's your take on this, Grizz? My take's the same as all the the top managers. Obviously, me being an ex-top manager as well. Of course, Mm. I'm going to agree with top managers. Um, But look, Pep came out and said, and I think Pep summed it up pretty well when he said, this country just... The, the people running the, the football in this country just think they're better than everyone else amongst everywhere in Europe. I mean, everyone's yeah. doing it. Yeah. And that's, and that's the simplicity of it. Um, you know, every coach is saying it, every club, every, every, every coach that hasn't said it knows it, but hasn't said it. It's a ludicrous situation. The, the work and the intensity that these players are getting through it's 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 what you're going to get is is injuries like today for example just you know uh Trent it was an impact injury it was just it's just pure tiredness wear and tear you know it's the, it's just the sheer workload on these players it's not right it's not fair the five sub rule was brought in for a specific reason and it was brought in you know obviously with with much thought and how it's just not been carried on the bigger teams really and how it's not carried on in the Premier League is exactly what Pep said is, what can you say? And, you know, he said it, you know, he goes, they just think they're, they're better than everyone else. Their, their mind, their brain works totally different from every single one, or every other person or every other league that's sort of instilled it in their leagues. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. What you're going to get is, they say it's for it to help the bigger teams, right? But what you're going to find is the teams with the lesser squad are going to have players suffer getting injured more. and even a worse situation suffer more. Yeah. So yeah. it makes absolute zero sense. Mm. Slackline yeah, Egypt the, says five subs cancelled, no crowds back in the stadium. They're just English things. It's it's the God, exactly. It's the God complex that the FA yeah. and Premier League seem to have. They wanted to do their own thing with That's VAR and yeah. it's massively blown up in their face. Transfer then, window again, blew up in their face. Transfer, exactly. Their like, and all on that. They just, there's so much previous. And when you see like, 
Solchar is a big win there for him yesterday, and obviously I don't like him, but I found myself going, Jesus Christ, you know, a fair play to you, like, because he even made a he made a point that like Liverpool and City played on Tuesday and they played tomorrow because Sky wanted them on tomorrow. You know, he'd play it on Wednesday and then play it half twelve Saturday, and then Klopp made the point today that. We fly air players are going to be flying from all over the globe, and then we're the twelve thirty on Saturday against Leicester. Like, it's a fucking joke. It's an absolute joke. It does not make sense, especially in a season where these schedules are already mental. Yeah, to go and just they're not looking after the breadwinners. And I think when you this this is all got to do with this big picture thing, and the the top six want more control. They want more control because it's it sh- they should have more control. It's all about them. Yeah. If it wasn't for them, look, they're going on a bit. Prote- Don't protect your top six clubs. See who's going to watch a fucking Premier League full of Crystal Palaces and Newcastles. Nobody. Yeah. See who's going to sponsor it. Nobody. They need to realise where the bread is made. And it's about time that the managers come out in unison. It was Pep Guardiola who mentioned Trent's injury tonight. Mm. It was him who said it. Well, there's England. There's England are going to be without a top player now because Trent, Trent is injured because of injury. Luke Shaw was the same as well. Look, we've had a we haven't had the best of luck with with um, impact injuries, but these are all avoidable. It's ridiculous. It's abs- it, it, it's so bad that Klopp said, "I don't even want the game on a different day." He's asking for two hours in the difference, so that'll tell you the the difference that it would make. Yeah. This will tell you how ridiculous it is and how minute the lines are. The players are being, like you said, Gavin, red zoned, red zoned completely. Yeah. And if Klopp is wishing, if if Klopp is wishing for just another two hours. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how much of a tightrope it's on. Yeah, it, it, that's it. Like it, that would show you the levels that they're at. Like mm. these lads are being walked to the bone, and it's um, nothing got to do with being multi-millionaires are making as much money. No matter how much money you earn, you're a fucking human yeah. at the end of the day. Well, well, your body hey, doesn't hey, react to the money you have, does it? No. no well, uh, hey, Loringer says forty-seven percent increase in muscle injuries this season. And um, Barry Devon, he says it's the same for Champions League games. All European teams get extra days before games, but in not England, twelve thirty fixtures, all yeah. for the money. Um, lads, I think that's about it. We want to get man of the matches before we go though. So, Grizz, man of the match, hit me. Um, Henderson for me again. Okay. Um, any particular reason? Just thought he was magnificent again from the, from energy, from driving them on, new formation, organizing the players, everything that you associate with Hendo, he done it um to his maximum today. All the all the cliches for him, pointy mm. shouter, organizer, he done it. Okay, Kevin Sullivan agrees. He says himself or uh, Henderson or Rubble. Um, Keith, man of the match. I'll go for Allison. Um, Sean, you touched on it earlier. You know, he's everything about him just exudes, you know, calmness. And the, when he went down with that suspected injury, did you see that when mm. they start saying Tyler was saying about, oh, the shoulder could be twinged here? My balls were in my throat at that stage because the thought of losing them again is just, you know, oh, it's, God. It's, the, it's the one you don't mind. I think you can play the the young centre backs once you have Allison behind them, and he was just exceptional today. I thought some of his kicking maybe was a little bit off, but again, the conditions probably weren't. I was I was off right coaching a team earlier in training. Me, Paddy Lawson, and oh Gabby yeah, and it on, was tell us more. football men, right? It wasn't even raining, but the grass was wet, and we couldn't kick the ball twenty yards. 
it was that heavy and it was that blade and stodgy. So these fellas having to kick it 60, 70 yards will allow them the odd sloppy one for that. So yeah, Allison for me. Good stuff. Um a few people saying here Leicester is actually three PM on the Saturday. Liverpool no, sorry. Ref- I, Liverpool refused I, I, to play the early early game. Yeah, um, that was actually what club said as well, that the last time after an international break, we are forced to play everything at half yeah. 12. So he yeah, said twice, twice they've tried it. So yeah. that's what I'm yeah, paraphrasing no, as usual. No problem. Um, but apparently, yeah, Liverpool refused to play the early game after the international break. So it's three o'clock. Uh, Sean, you man of the match for you? Uh, Andy Robinson for me. Uh, absolutely sensational. Like world-class. Considering how bad he was at the back end, Last year, everyone was saying Robbo's still on the piss. I know people were actually starting to question Robbo might be on the gear. <laughs> I think that was one we've seen thrown around. He's yeah. been absolutely unbelievable this season. And yeah. I think head and shoulders, our player of the year so far, despite all of the brilliant performances from Salah and Jota, yeah. he was unbelievable today. Relentless, absolutely excellent in, in possession and brilliant defensively. Um, he was outstanding. And honestly, Robbo like this is a joy to watch. If he was Brazilian, yeah. If he was Brazilian, the money we could fetch for him. It's crazy, isn't it? The type of player he is. The two, the difference between the two fullbacks. You've got Trent is like a, a midfielder, obviously playing a fullback, pinging passes. Robbo was just up and down that line, but he's so intelligent with it as well. It's absolutely unreal. Loads of green, loads of green with Andy Robertson. I think the biggest thing for, and I think you're right. I think he probably is a player of the season so far. Is step up in form and um, his influence what, over the team. I think since Virgil Van Dijk's gone down, has yeah. not gone unnoticed with me anyway. Go on, Sean. And having some having someone like Simicast there is probably a kick in the fucking ball mm, up the yeah. half for Robertson as well because Simicast has done well when he's played. Like yeah. I, Simicast looked very comfortable when he's came on, and even in early in pre season. These lads go against each other and training every day. You know what I mean? So it's Simicast will play Simicast will play a lot of games after and the this, day. This is this is pushing. This is this is what pushing someone does. This is what having backup does. It literally it, Robertson has a rocker up his hole and he's playing with his head as well. It's not all just fucking yeah. uh, ball that yeah. hitting the boy line. It's playing with intelligence, it's being defensively solid. It, he was unbelievable today. A real leader. And a, a leader is exactly what we needed in the back since my yeah. He's been excellent. So we have a vote for Henderson. We have a vote for Robertson. Who have you got, Keith? Allison. Allison. I'm going to have to side with Shani. I'm being honest. Um, oh, you're not going to shine with me. You're not going to side with me, obviously. I, listen, <laughs> I'm not saying either of them players play badly at all. I just think Robertson was outstanding I'm being honest with you like you know when you look at City's attack and threat and they control this fella at you and that fella at you and it's a, it's a testament to him A how well he plays against these players and B they don't rotate and keep throwing different fellas at you you just know it starts becoming a waste of time that's how good he is he's up and he's like a box to box midfielder but he just starts at left back that's exactly that's what he's Bernardo like. was yeah. on. Bernardo was put on just to stop yeah. Robert yeah. just cut so, that lane out so you, like you said you bring on one of your most creative players just to stop the opposition's left back like it's um, but listen don't get me wrong I thought Alisson was great I thought Gomez was yeah, brilliant yeah change your mind Robbo Rob, okay Robert, um, but I I thought Allison was really good. I thought Gomez was really good. Matip on his first game back was really You're good. Some sellout. Trent on okay. But um, I have to be honest, I, I would just edge um, for Robertson. I really, really would. Uh, Grizz, anything else before we go? No, that's fine. I'm, I feel like 
these players now, how much you're slave driving me now. I need to get off this. Come on. Okay. Um, well, I know uh, I told everyone about what's going on with the trippers and stuff. I'm going to have to explain it to you, I'm sure, when we get off this, because that's how you work. <laughs> what the fuck was all that about, Gav? Uh, what, uh, send me a voice message. Um, uh, Keith, anything before we go? No, no. I thought you well said earlier on, Gav, about the future of the, the trippers and all that. But before we do go, folks, there's a good few of you still watching. If you haven't done it, hit the like button, because we do you know, like the likeies and even Grizz was trying to sell them on his uh, carnage the other night. It is important that we get them. It gets us out there, it gets us into more people's faces and ears and, you know, it helps us to grow. So if you can do that, that'd be great. Good stuff. Shani, anything else before we go? No, all good. Um, You're happy out. Happy out, yeah. Positioning the positioning the table, considering who we played, looks really good. So, a lot to be optimistic for, and, and hopefully we can put together a run after the international break and get to watch Thiago play football again. Yeah. That's, that's how long is this international break? Is it two weeks today now? Yeah, but same thing. Hopefully it's nine months. Hopefully it's nine months. <laughs> yeah. mm. Well, um, international breaks are difficult, aren't they? When you're doing podcasts, you know, there's there's no matches going on. Um, that you could be bothered watching. So what we'll do is we'll have a little chat later on tonight and tomorrow morning. I know the forum is on tomorrow. Um, the midweek fix is due, the Friday forecast. Obviously, there's no stuff. So we, we'll try fill that next week or two with, with some stuff, maybe some stuff that's a little different. And you know what, we'll have, we'll I'm going to make a suggestion here. We had yeah, some on. crack in the early early in the year with the, the forced lockdown. I know England is uh, similar to Ireland now. He's back in lockdown, so... Wouldn't be a bad shout to maybe throw a little quiz together over the international break. Could be a bit of crack and get a few of the lads in the comments. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to uh, do my new version of the the, the world's best uh, players and sort of oh. other ideas. Yeah, so, Goran so, Pandev needs to be transferred out of my team. Yeah, so, 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 so Pandev is getting his P45. <laughs> yes, he's got his P45. I've had some fresh ideas and I'm ready to put them into. Action yeah. whenever you feel ready. Flags of Macedonia are being flown at half mass now when they hear about But uh, no, listen, if, if people are up for it, we can do a, a draft together. I'll make up some mad reels around the draft. Only fellas with red hair, stuff like that, whatever I can think of. Uh, quizzes we can absolutely sort out. I know one, one fella got on to a statement there. Can you and Andy get on and have a big random chat and maybe give us some tips for the golf? We might try to sort that um, for oh, during yeah, the week as well. Week, yeah, so yeah. we might get on and have a bit a crack about golf and stuff like that just just to golf keep us going special. because this, the yeah nobody cares about international football you don't want us to come on and start filling your evenings with you know bullshit stuff about international you don't so if you want and we just we just have a bit of crack yeah um, for Shane, the next two weeks we absolutely can Shane Long is, is looking in the coal house for a shin guys he knows he's going to be lining up with Messi yeah. now in a few weeks but Dan, <laughs> Dan Jay's Dan Jay says, there we go. Uh, Dan Jay says, there we go. Shane Long up top with Ronaldo again. It's one of the best lines I've ever heard on a podcast. And I mean, everywhere, anywhere where the fella said, <laughs> Ronaldo flicking balls on for Shane Long to chase after. It was one of the best things I've ever, ever heard. Um, but look, it's, it's been another brilliant show. Um, if anyone's confused about what we were talking about earlier as to how things are going forward, don't be. Nothing yeah, changes no, okay. for you in with regards to, uh, 
uh, content with regards to how many shows. You're probably going to get more than we promised. We promised yeah. something like four a week. You're probably going to get more than that. So, uh, but you're under no obligation. We're not going to make anyone um, yeah. pay for this. You know, Ooh, we're obligated like to pay. I like that one. I like that one. A team of left footers. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a note of that. We'll take a note of that. But, That's um, what we World 11 left for us. We can do something like that. Listen, we'll, we'll have a chat tonight and tomorrow and we come up with some, by the end of tomorrow evening, we'll have a, a, a plan for you for the rest of the week. How does that sound? But with regards to it, um, yeah, it doesn't change anything for you. We are openly looking for sponsors for this show and or, or someone to take the sponsorship of the whole thing. That's absolutely fine. If you want to help us out via Super Chats or you want to help us out via PayPal, um, it's lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com. You can PayPal us. Now, I'm not talking mad money. If you want to throw, if you're here and you want to throw one or two quid in to a super chat. That's absolutely fine. But as I said, the, the goal for us would be to be self-sufficient via um, sponsorship. And we feel that the content we're doing is a, is a brilliant opportunity for someone that's looking to sponsor something like this. So, um, but, but with regards to you as a viewer, nothing changes with regards to the content and how you get it and the amount you get. Okay. Just to make that absolutely clear in case someone tears me head off and says, Oh yeah, fucking charging for this. And we're not, um, no. we absolutely not. There's no obligation to you. It's been a brilliant show. It's one hour and 22 minutes. Grizz has no doubt, um, dying to use the toilet because that's what happens no. around this time. He's no, regular. As clock. I'm saying right to the end. Yeah. Uh, well, I did see attached the class to me bag before we come on. So, yeah. You know, it seems to be working. Um, <laughs> right. Listen, lads, um, that's been the Fat by Four podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. We will draw up a plan for this international break to keep us having a bit of crack as it goes. Get thinking of left footers over and out. Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet essentials. One device included. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average. And customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.